This is the Ohio Adult Allies Podcast. Welcome. Here, our mission is to develop, inspire, and empower youth leaders. Our topic for today is Ohio School Safety Month. With special guests Luke and Carly with the Ohio Youth-Led Prevention Network and Jason and Marin with the Ohio School Safety Center. Now here's our host, Janelle Osmond. My name is Janelle Osmond and I am from the Ohio School Safety Center. I am the Outreach and Information Sharing Manager. My name is Jason. I represent the Ohio Student Safety Council. My name is Marin, and I represent the Ohio Student Safety Council. My name is Carly. Um, I represent the Ohio Youth-Led Prevention Network um, that is put together by Prevention Action Alliance. My name is Luke. I also represent the Ohio Youth-Led Prevention Network. Hello. October is Ohio School Safety Month. The Ohio School Safety Center, the Ohio Department of Education, and the Ohio Department of Mental Health Services have collaborated with Prevention Action Alliance to produce this podcast. This podcast is an opportunity for students to speak about school safety from their perspectives. So welcome everyone, and thank you for joining us today. Appreciate you being here. Um, So we might as well get right into the questions and the discussion. First question is, how do you define school safety? Jason, could you start us out? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so I believe the definition of school safety uh, can be considered quite broad and, and has two uh, vital and main parts of it. Firstly, the physical safety of students. And secondly, the emotional and mental safety of students. And both play an absolutely equal but important parts. Um, when we're talking about solutions, we have to consider both equally and put an emphasis on both. Um, we've got to have professionals from both sides. Uh, and giving students a seat at the table is absolutely important. Uh, and it helps out a lot. So it makes us feel safer. Um, and it gives us an opportunity to represent our peers uh, and actually make improvements to the school safety within the state of Ohio. And who knows, maybe we can set a model um, which is followed uh, in a quite broad manner. I definitely agree with what Jason had to say. Yeah. Okay. Why is emotional safety important and how can a school be an emotionally safe place? To me, emotionally safe um, places at school are very important because you don't, as a student, you don't want to show up to school and not feel safe and welcome. That just doesn't create a good educational outcome for somebody trying to be their best at school and learn and become the best version of themselves possible they just can't do that if they don't feel safe um emotionally um that can contribute to even physical factors that um, physical safety becomes an issue when fights break out because people feel that they don't have an outlet um to let their anger or sadness out um and also if somebody feels that they can't talk about something or doesn't have somebody to talk to um in some extreme cases that can lead to um school shooters and other issues like that, um, ways that we can prevent things like this from happening, um, making sure kids at school know what their resources are, where to get to those resources, um, for them to know that there are plenty of groups that they can um, find their own place in 
feeling welcome in all sorts of areas, um, in the classroom, in clubs, outside of the classroom, just everything. We just want everybody to feel safe um, mentally and physically. It's just, they all go hand in hand together. Um, one adds to the other and yeah. I think schools can be sometimes like the only place where students can feel safe. So once you take away those safety barriers and the emotional barriers, it makes it harder for the students to feel trusted and feel that they can be themselves at school once you remove those boundaries. Do you think a, if a school is not an emotionally safe place for a student, that actually hinders their learning? I definitely think it hinders their learning because they have, they're focusing on so many other things maybe at school or at home that are affecting their learning. Um, so they won't be able to focus and become the best student possible if they're thinking about other things at the same time. I completely agree. And there's no way to eliminate every, uh, every thought that you go through a student said, you know, there's a lot of, uh, things that, uh, are happening within their homes or, uh, even within the school. Uh, but what we can do is, and what we should be actively taking part in conversation doing, uh, is making uh, as um, Harley said here, making uh, schools a place where students can feel emotionally safe, both physically and emotionally, um, but ensuring that they are safe, a safe place to have conversations, a safe place to uh, learn uh, and just really feel safe, I guess. How, what can schools do to make it safer, emotionally safer? I definitely think that they need to offer better mental health resources. I think schools can become very overwhelming and they don't really think about the student's mental health as much as their physical safety. But I think it's so important, especially to keep kids from burning out or for becoming isolated, that we offer a way that they can speak up about their issues and just, you know, connect with their peers better on that. Um, and to add on to what Marn was saying, um, I feel that the only really resources that my school personally offers is like hotlines. Um, and I just feel like a lot of students, especially me, if I have something going on, I want to be able to connect with somebody face-to-face -face so I know that they're listening to me and I can get a good understanding of how they're feeling about what I'm talking about. I think that's a super important thing, um, especially with COVID. You finally figure out like how important a physical connection is with somebody and actually being able to communicate face-to-face. -face, I think that adds a lot to help with um, somebody that's going through struggles and things at school, whether it be at home or school, somebody to talk to that they know is actually listening and not just somebody that's doing this just to do it. Great. Thank you. Thank you guys. Um, okay. So we've discussed emotional safety. What do you think would help students and staff feel physically safe? I think a big part of physical safety when you think about it is making sure that students feel safe enough in their environment and like having um, the, the efforts and the plans in place if an active shooter were to happen or if like a um, crisis were to happen in that school. And so students can know exactly what to do. Um, I know recently, just last week, one of our local schools had a scare with a school threat being sent out and the, that school was put under lockdown. So the next day, my school, um, that following morning had a lockdown drill and a, like an active shooter drill to go through like what would happen in an event something happened. So that gives like the peace of mind to students. Um, I also think another thing recently passed in Ohio House was um, House Bill 99, which arms teachers in the classroom. And personally, um, 
I don't think teachers should be armed in a classroom because teachers already have so much on their hands, teaching kids and managing the classroom, having that another layer added onto them. There's a lot of stress and stuff, but I think that that part should be left to the school resource officers and the law enforcement to do with that because they have training and they know what to do. Thank you, Luke. What, what do the rest of you guys think? I have to uh, agree with Luke uh, mostly here uh, in part. I definitely agree with Luke. Um, physical safety is super important uh, and um, teachers are incredibly stressed. Um, I, I do have to disagree just a bit here. House Bill 99 that recently uh, was signed by the governor, which um, adjusted training requirements and such. I feel that especially in smaller districts and smaller departments where police officers aren't able uh, to be in every school or, um, you know, some districts, their county districts or whatever they may be, uh, there's, there's not always uh, opportunities for police officers to be in schools. I feel that the next best line of defense would be having, uh, you know, an armed teacher or administrator. Preferably, uh, I, of course, prefer that it be a school resource officer. But in instances where that's not possible, I think the governor took the right step in the state house, state senate took the right step there in creating another opportunity um, for another line of defense. Now, I, I don't, uh, when you get down to specifics, I prefer it be somebody who's not constantly blasphemy. I prefer it be, if it's not a school resource officer, maybe a, uh, an administrator, maybe a dean or somebody who's able to, um, who's not actively teaching classes, but is able to navigate the school with uh, basic knowledge. Um, but yeah, obviously, I think I personally feel, and I, I know Luke feels this way too, the best line of defense would be a school resource officer. Well, one of the things that I think is um, good about House Bill 99 is that each school district gets to choose this decision for themselves. So they can, they can decide, you know, what works for them. And like you said, it, uh, Jason, I would agree that certainly it depends on the school district, maybe what their particular situation is, where they are, you know, that, that all changes. So I think them being able to make their own decision about that is, is important. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Um, going off of like another line of defense, like Jason was talking about, I think there's a lot of other things that schools can physically be doing right now. Um, again, continuing the training, um, not only after something has happened, we want to be proactive. People need to know what's going on and what's going to happen when a situation like this arises. Um, another line of defense would be making sure doors are locked. I know doors can be unlocked. Things can be um, left open and those aren't always on purpose, but we definitely need to keep those things to a minimum. Another thing is if there is an intruder, night lock. Um, we have those at my school, and I think an issue is some schools aren't completely updated, so those sort of um, barriers aren't always available to all schools, and I think that's something that definitely needs to be added to every school is updated doors and um, putting in that night lock. That, just, that would just be another line. Nobody can get in or out. It's just a whole other great safety option for schools. I was going to ask you to define what a night lock is. So basically there's a metal plate on the side of the inside of the door. And then there's another metal plate on the bottom onto the floor. And there's a hole into the ground too. And there's a little piece of metal that almost looks like a T 
And when you close the door, the teacher, whoever, a student, um, they would be putting it down into the ground, but also the flat edge would go into the door. So there's no way to get it out because it's magnetically stuck inside. I agree with Carly, what she was saying about locking the doors and stuff. I know for me personally, my school, um, there was only one, in, one entrance students can go through and you have to sign out. And there was like a whole like software they use and like um, the visitors go through one entrance. So the separate entrances, so there's no contact from the students at the visitors. And so they get like picked up and stuff. Awesome. Thank you guys. How would you like to be involved in your school regarding school safety? So I want to be like, when it comes to being involved in my school about safety, I definitely want to continue doing things like this, being the student who gets to advocate for others who might not be willing to or might not feel comfortable with it. Um, I feel like this discussion with students being involved in like talking about school safety has really just begun. And I think there's so much more we can do with it. And to be part of that is very important. I think it's just about being vocal about all these issues because you can get on a council and say things, but if you are not in school, if you don't experience everything on a day-to-day -day basis, you won't know what to say. You won't really understand the issues we face. Um, adding on to what Lauren just said, I think it is really important to have these sort of councils. And this is just a first step. We should have been having these conversations a long time ago. These conversations have been going on, but I feel that they've been only happening between adults and administrators. And I think you need to go straight to the source, ask the students how they feel, what they think will better their school safety, their mental safety. That's, it's just going to the source. That's the best way to solve most problems is just going straight to it to figure it out. So I think these sort of conversations are great um, and they really need to be continued. Do you think that administrators should have more communication with students about what they're doing in regards to emotional and physical safety? I think they should 100% be talking with students more. It's going to affect us more than it will anyone else. So we should be involved in those conversations. Yeah, I completely agree. There's uh, in, in many schools across the state and across the nation, really, there's a disconnect uh, between the student body and uh, administrators, really. It's uh, and it makes schools uh, less safe than they could be. So bridging that gap is extremely important and uh, having uh, direct lines of communication and being communicative uh, is absolutely critical to securing schools for the better. What ideas do you think that, are, are, there, are there any other ideas that we can actually give to schools that you guys have thought of that we have not discussed? Um, whether it be physical, emotional, is there something that you would like to see concrete happen that you have not seen? I think for me, my school, going back to the emotional side, the mental health, mental health instead, my school has the, most schools have things called Hope Squad, and that's like a peer-to-peer -peer where if a student's in a mental crisis or emotional crisis, they, there's a select list of kids that get nominated by their peers. They can go to them and like, they're supposed to like help them and stuff, but most of that stuff, it's like, most students don't know what to do with that information if they somebody tells them something that's like that heavy and stuff. So I think that Hope Squad should be more like geared towards the teachers and stuff. So like the teachers are then aware about the situation as well so they can provide best supports. Because I think teachers, if you educate them and train them, they can provide more supports than they still are able to. Okay. 
Is there anything else that you guys would like to say before we wrap up the podcast? Um, this is your time to to be heard. Yeah, I have uh, just a few things. So um, going back to the definition quickly here, physical and emotional safety, those are, once again, two huge, huge and important, uh, equally important parts of school safety. And there's still plenty that can and should be done. I'm th very thankful uh, for the uh, Ohio School Safety Center, the governor, Governor DeWine, um, and everybody who's taken parts, uh, Janelle Yu, um, and everybody who's uh, doing their part to give students a seat at the table. Uh, I, I have to thank uh, three other students who are here uh, on this podcast with me today because um, we're, we're leading uh, a charge uh, to change schools in Ohio uh, for the future and make them better. Uh, and I have to agree with, uh, it should be done a long time ago, but uh, it's, it's good that we're starting this now and moving it forward at such a quick pace because, uh, you know, each day schools, uh, there's some instance somewhere in the nation where schools become less safe. So I think as long as we continue working, as long as students continue to get a seat at the table uh, and play an active role in school safety, I think this is going to turn out, uh, this experiment is going to turn out in an overly positive manner for both schools and students. Thank you, Jason. I don't think um, I could have said it better. <laughs> Absolutely. And I thank, thank you all for being here. Um, it's, it's great to have, have you. I, I appreciate you giving up your free time to do this and to help, as you said, lead, lead this charge. Um, so I appreciate it and have a good, have a good evening. Thank you to our special guests. For more information about their organizations, feel free to use the information on screen or below in the description. Thank you to our listeners. This has been the Ohio Adult Allies podcast. For more episodes, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and more. You can also find our episodes and more information about us on our website, ohioadultallies.com.